I thank you for your holy presence here, Lord. I know I tell this every single Sunday, but I know that if you wouldn't be here, we wouldn't be here as well, and nobody would lead us here because we have this longing in our hearts to gather, to to meet you. I know you put in us this desire to to seek you, and you alone um, co uh, correct us, you change, you renew and encourage us not to give up, not to walk away, not to be lost. I thank you for that inner hunger and desire for you, God, and that it's strong and that it's revived and renewed. I pray for this hunger to, to be uh, in our hearts, and I, I know that nothing else can satisfy, nothing else can fulfill us, and all the people who believe say amen. You can sit down, and it's great to see all of you and behind the screens. I I want to do one thing, um, to invite everyone who is in ministry of word, of teaching, um, those who who speak, who talk, who teach, um, if you're somewhere away, still know that we have you in mind. And let's give them encouragement. These men, these me as well, <laughs> and I know we have five who stand on this stage, stand and you listen to us and remember these faces as we also have Eustos in mind from Peterborough Church. And I really, really ask you to never cease to pray for them. It is commanded, it is a commandment for us in the Bible. These men serve you, they bring the word of God to us. And uh, the Bible says that they're worthy of double Saturn, basically, know that they're really important in church and they have a lot of struggles and fights. They have to go through inner battles. 
sometimes just to bring a message for us every Sunday. You know that they are going through battles um, that you can't see and imagine. You know, if I think about uh, elections politically, what kind of pressure, what kind of um, pressure people are going through, and it's like a um, pressure where everything comes to the light, everything, people try to blame each other, they try to find how to Mm, put that on you. So, yeah, maybe you will receive encouragement uh, to support them financially. Pray for them and support them. Give them words of encouragement. We are the same, same people like you, not superhumans but even though I encourage you to pray and support us, just like the Bible encourages, um, I pray that you do not go in the opposite direction where you would start to talk negatively to to mumble against us where like some at least they were honest but people come to me and say you know one day I just couldn't listen to you your voice started to irritate me so much or I don't like your shoes I don't like your outfit And the devil is really finding these ways how to how to um, attack your respect towards us, respect, and you want to become disobedient, rebellious. You know, don't be like the world who, um, when someone comes into power, into authority, people see them as enemy so this attitude like what can you give me why I have um, problems why are you not helping me it's like you only have expectation uh, blaming you find something to pick on um, and yeah the Bible is encouraging us to pray for the leaders, for the king, for those who are in charge, in authority. So in church, we have to pray even more about our pastors, our teachers, our these people. I am here asking for prayer, and Mantas is going to now pray for us. Um, now let's pray. Um, 
We thank you, Jesus, that you have revealed yourself to us. You have been here on this earth. You are our teacher. And you gave us these people to guide us, to teach us. Please help us to bless, to pray and support them. We pray that nothing negative, nothing uh, dark comes out of our mouths. Let your love be amongst us, the support, the correction, but only with love. I know that you have put them there. You have gave a, you have gave them this gift, this authority, uh, and you will keep them. You will protect them in your spirit. Oh, we pray that you keep you keep them. You keep them. They need your strength. Please fill them with your spirit, with your power. Everything they speak, let it be from you. Let it come from you, God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, church. Thank you all. I don't think I will manage to say everything I want. I want to say a lot. But I'll continue after Easter service. I'm just going to start this topic. But I started this um, on the Women's Encounter weekend. And I know it's important to everyone to hear. Um, it's how to rebuild a trust ha that has been broken and the trust in God and the trust in people, how to rebuild it. It is very important to know and to practice. And how we protect it from disappointment, from things that can happen and we become, you know, nothing can, no, nobody can guarantee that it will be smooth, but it's just you believe and you walk through everything, you walk smoothly without any struggles or troubles. But God gave us this promise that whatever you go through, have you ever fell into the water and you didn't know how to swim? You were so scared and, and confident. But God is telling us if you go through the waters, if you go through the fire, through the darkest place, God will be there, as he promised. I will be there with you. Uh, does God really say 
if you do everything correctly, you will not get into fire, you will not go through struggles. Mm. So why sometimes we are striving so much to keep everything in this perfectionism, this control with our own hands? We should just walk through life trusting that whatever we Whatever we face, God will be with us, and He will keep us. He will guide us through. But many times we see that people tend to be disappointed. They become upset, angry. It's just easy to be disappointed in ourselves, in others, and in God as well. It's okay if it happens. Uh, it happens sometimes to feel these feelings of disappointment. But how it's important not to remain in these feelings in this place and and we are encouraged to forgive God I mean you forgive in a way that you don't have any anger against him but many times people feel like God has did them wrong you build a wall, you feel angry at God. But it's just so important to put all the effort not to remain in this anger, not to harden your heart. And because you start building a wall, and even if you hear with your mind, you hear the words, but your heart is so far away, it's disconnected. And your Christianity becomes only theory, it becomes only words that completely does nothing in your life. It does not uh, have results and fruit. And It is a dangerous place to be, this state, when we remain in anger, remain in disappointment. If you have been in this place and you manage to walk out, and you could say that even though I didn't realize I was doing it, uh, the first question you could ask yourself and then ask yourself this question and, and just answer it honestly. 
before God, be honest. Do you need God so just He can do something for you? Or do you need Him just him, Himself? Do you need God just to answer all your desires, your needs? So if you only need God for that, I can guarantee you, you will not go far without falling disappointed in Him. Do you want Him, just God Himself? Do you have this need for Him? We will read from Gospel of Matthew 6. Um, oh, it's not the right one I had in mind. Because the one I want to um, read today was first seek the kingdom of God. The first in the first place seek the kingdom of God, his kingdom, and anything else will be added. And the key word here is in the first place, because if you concentrate on the other things that God promised to to provide, to add, so it is a guarantee that you can be really easily disappointed. God is not like a magical magical wand. He's not a like a there to grant all your desires and dreams and and just so you can have um, latest fashion shoes or get into your dream job or God did not come to live and die for that. And if you des your first desire and goal from God is to achieve your um, schemes, your purposes, you know what easily can happen, this disappointment. As um, Proverbs chapter 3 say, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. So we have to simply stop giving directions, giving uh, commands to God how He should uh, behave, how He should respond. You give your plan and expect God to act upon it. James uh, chapter 4 says, Adulterers, do, 
Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. In the first uh, verse, it says, Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from desires for pleasure at war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and co covey and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. It says you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. It says that it is all these lusts and desires that make us do go into wrong things, make us fight, make us hate and Me personally, in my life, many times I almost fell and fell away. As the Bible says, in the last days, many people will fall away. They will leave. They will leave the faith. And throughout the story of our church, I have seen many people walking away from from big faith into radical opposition to God. Now they are enemies of God. Well, I I can see just because what they talk. The talks against God, it's full of anger, full of blames. It's just because God did not do what they expected. It did not go according to their plan, according to their expectations. What if God says no to your, to your plan? God says no sometimes. No, I'm not going to change your husband or your wife. And I'm not guiding you into that divorce. What if he says no? What will happen then? And if the seed does not fall into the ground and die, and if it not die to himself and change, we will see that we are easily carried away into the side of enemy of God. Blasphemous, blaspheming against God. Today, maybe you find yourself in this position where 
you pray, you ask, uh, and we have these weaknesses and struggles. Maybe it's your finances, maybe you know, marriage. You desire get mar to get married. You desire to get that dream job. You desire to have children. And it's really, um, your whole world spins around. And if you do not uh, give it in God's hands, if you grab hold on to it so much that it will start to control your whole life, the de devil enemy can take it and put it so much against you that it can even it can harm you, it can lead you into destruction. It can even lead your soul into into um, perishing in hell because of how much you desired the world, how much you desired you were holding on to things and couldn't let go. You couldn't just release and give it to God. It's impossible to build at the same time in the kingdom of heaven and in the world two kingdoms it's impossible to be in this two, two kingdoms and I will not forget a moment in my life when I learned this lesson Um, I thought I was seeking the kingdom of God. I was building my life on this faith, on this uh, belief that you just have to believe, you just have to have faith, and everything will be according to how you want. Everything you will get, just believe. Um, and now, from from this perspective, I see that God had so much mercy on me. He really um, had been so great, merciful to me. For about five years in the past, everything I felt, I touched, I tried to mm, fix, started to fall apart everything relationship with friends uh, raising children um, uh, finances health have you been in that place where you felt like everything's falling apart and there's nothing you can do and you know how hurtful how painful that place is And I really felt, I believed that I was seeking the kingdom of God first. And here, from outside, you can see a person on Sunday standing, praying, worshipping God. And you can see uh, him as a perfect Christian, perfect believer. 
But you don't know what's happening in everyone's hearts, what they're going for, what is their deeper motivation, deeper mm, beliefs. You know, we sometimes are like these hands walking around dirt and seeking for that little uh, piece of uh, corn or mm, food. Meanwhile, God made us eagles to soar above, to fly high and rise above all the worldly things. And sometimes we ourselves put into put ourselves into this position of um, rolling in the dirt, rolling in mud, and our hearts can be crying out to God, saying, "Why are you doing this to me? Why are you treating me this way?" Um, you know how we just feel like even only if I say in the name of Jesus Christ uh, get out leave this pro you proclaim to the problem to go away but you feel like it does not work and the wall is even stronger and bigger and taller. I just felt that my heart is becoming hardened and smaller and smaller towards God and even the doubts come. He starts doubting even if God exists. You lose interest, you lose joy in spending time with God. Um, it does not bring you joy to come to His presence. You can, um, you know, uh, you start listening to all sermons, all um, courses, Christian courses. You think it will somehow uh, make a magical switch and everything will be fine. You will feel good again. And when uh, I saw that my loved ones are going through things that were bringing me so much pain, I really fell deep into this uh, hole, into this pit. I had so much pain inside, even coming to preach on stage, you cry all the way, just from this desperation, from this hopelessness. And one night I remember I was feeling I had some physical problems, some sicknesses. And I remember thinking, uh, 
I used to think that how can people take alcohol, how can they take pills under that percent? But I remember myself in that place that night. I was laying down and thinking, I have so much pain that if I had, if there was alcohol, if there was something in, I would just be so tempted just to take it, just to ease that pain, just to ease that fear and uncertainty and hopelessness. And I felt like falling down very fast pace. I felt into the hole. And I remember hearing this really quiet, gentle voice inside of me. Very silent, very, very, very fragile. But it was encouraging me to say, Vilma, acknowledge God's goodness. Just tell that, that He is good. And I remember through big pain and tears, I said, Jesus, you are good. You are good, Jesus. Just remember feeling this as if I was catapulted. Just, I just felt instantly transformed, instantly transported, um, like a teleportation into different reality, into different side of the of the things. Where I was even shocked. Where have I been? Where, where have I fell? With myself into. That's when I realized that night when God is asking me if I will not do any miracles, any more miracles in your life, if I don't give you any more of your desires, any more of your wishes, Will you keep following me? Will you keep believing? But my heart was changed in into this position that I could say, God, I will follow you. I will. Because at that moment, when that realization came, um, I felt alive so alive again that I can live again because in that moment God visited me his spirit came and filled me nothing has changed in that moment no circumstances nothing has really changed but I had such a huge transformation in my heart. And I can guarantee you, if you keep wrestling with God, if you keep 
expecting and not receiving and um, if you keep that anger against God, it's just a path to death, a path to disappointment, a path to losing all your faith. So keep asking, will he be enough for you? Will he be ever enough? Even if he does not grant you whatever you asked, whatever you wished, And I know God was so merciful that later on throughout years, these situations that I was so afraid about, they resolved. And we walked out, things changed. But it was from that moment when I gave everything into God's hands and he was working, he was doing his work. I realized that at that moment I was alone, I was with myself, I was, I was with God. Nothing you can take with you, nothing is guaranteed for us. You will not leave this world with your husband, with your wife, with your children. I am a precious daughter of God and death has been defeated in me and um, I felt like even I was taken to hospital several times, I felt like death is breathing into my face. but. Uh, if I die today, I will go to, to God. I will meet my Savior, Jesus Christ. And nothing can, can, if you have this mindset, nothing can really scare you. Nothing can put you down. Nothing can give you fear. This is the power of God. This is the, the faith that that um, overcomes the world and all its fears, anxieties, and, and darkness. There were so many people in, in throughout history. Even the Bible says that people disappointed, they became rebellious. People stopped following Jesus because something has not been fulfilled. They did not get what they want. Jesus is asking, will I be enough for you? Do you want me or do you want something from me? And your further path, your future really depends on how you answer to him, how, where your heart is. And when Jesus started talking about his death, that he will have to give himself sacrifice, he will say, I'm going to, I'm going on the cross. I will die and sacrifice myself. 
so many disciples and followers, they left Jesus because they had so many expectations that Jesus will free them from Romans, that Jesus will be this powerful ruler, that he will finally bring peace and prosperity to the nation. He's the king of Jews. They had all these expectations. And whatever Jesus was talking, it seemed to really not match. They were thinking, Jesus, what are you talking about? This cannot happen to you. Just like Peter was telling Jesus, and he had his own agenda, his own expectation. They had to be disappointed. They had to let go of their um, imaginations, their visions they built. Jesus could say, you bought this, this costume for nothing. You're not going to sit at my right hand on this earthly throne. I'm not going to go there. It's not my calling. It's not my path. It's not what I came for. And they had this huge, from that moment they could choose. They were hit this, with this reality and it completely changed and shifted their hearts. And from that point, we can truly follow God, truly learn, truly know him and know his truth. Thousands of people, full crowds, walked away from Jesus. If we think about Judas, he was amongst the 12 disciples. He knew that he could uh, lie, he could he could play with the situation in order to get some money, to get some gain. Um, and we know his end and this sneakiness, this uh, his hypocrisy, you know, it just led him into complete destruction. He didn't end his life well, and at least the crowds, they were honest. They just said, God, that's not what I wanted. They just walked away from God. So um, what we need... A starting point is just to be honest and just say how you feel. Do not be hiding something from God because He knows anyways. If we read more, uh, that's from First Peter uh, chapter 1. It 
says, Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, you are kept by the power of God through faith. It's um, the genuineness of your faith being much more precious uh, than gold that perishes. Though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. This salvation the prophets have inquired and searched carefully, who prophesied of the grace that would come to you. The purpose of our faiths is the salvation of our souls, it is the salvation of us. It is the building of our uh, hearts. When it is fully changed, it is restored. It has to be, uh, we have to look one direction. We can't uh, be everywhere at the same time building a little project there, then building it there, and I want a, a lot of things at the same time, and you just navigate and see uh, wherever, whatever works out for you, maybe it's God, maybe it's my own effort. So this um, vision of ours, has to be, God, what do you want to teach me today with the struggles, with obstacles I'm going through? What is your lesson for me? Maybe you want to change my heart in this situation. I know every day we're moving closer and closer into eternity to meeting our God, our Savior, to see it, Him face to face. But so many times we concentrate more on what we will eat, what we will wear, where will we live. And we cannot simply take holiday from away from God. The Bible says if you do not gather with God, if you do not spend uh, every single day with Him, it's like you're moving back, you're losing, you're uh, wasting whatever you you gathered. The enemy can easily steal away from you, deceive you. So the f this question that you can honestly answer 
is very important. Whether God is enough for you, where Jesus is enough for you, or you want only uh, things that He can give you, um, so it's going one direction. It's not that you can suddenly turn back and go a different way. Trusting God with all your heart. It's this mindset that will save you, that will guide you through everything. That you give everything to His hands. You know, if you do things um, uh, according to God's teaching, His word, if you you can have peace inside that you do your part and God do His. We as humans always seek. Uh, usually, we want things to go easy. And our prayers are directed towards the changing others. Please change my husband, change my wife, change my children, and then it will be and then it will be easy. And then I will be fine. I will not be angry, I will not be sad. That's all I need. But God wants us to sometimes to just learn something through this struggle because his purpose for us is to to save us is to bring us into spending the whole eternity with him and changing of our hearts when i honestly answered this question my heart changed 180 degrees. I really searched my heart. I really honestly said, what is my purpose? What is my biggest desire in this life? What am I chasing? What is the most important thing that I have to that I have to look after. I have to work. I have to strive for. It is our hearts. It is the most important thing to keep our hearts soft and loving to God and in faith. You know, if in your last uh, minute on this earth, if you have walked with this mindset throughout all your life, then it's just easy to leave everything behind and meet your Lord and Savior. You know, sometimes, maybe you know, a lot of people, and it is just such a sad thing. A 
when you see that a person is holding on to things so much and or they were chasing chasing something and felt like they never achieved they never had enough they never and it's like i'm not ready to go i'm not i don't want to but it's better as the bible says if you die with christ and resurrect with him you resurrect into the new life life with god because jesus lives through us it is no longer us who live it is no longer our desires and lusts that take over i remember when we were still in east ham in the beginning of church We were going through difficulties. Uh, a lot of people didn't have jobs. They lost jobs. Troubles in relationship in uh, marriages. Remember, we were fasting and praying as the Bible, just as the Bible says, the, the strong uh, taking the kingdom with power. The voice, I heard this voice speaking to me. Philman, what you're doing here, you're fighting for the things that are added, the things that God will grant, will add. Don't you think that God knows that you need to pay the bills? God knows that you will need to pay your rent, buy bread and you can sleep in peace when you have this trust in God you know God is sometimes allowing us to go for certain uh uh, difficulties, maybe he's sending his angel to wipe your tears, but saying, you know what, um, she just has to go through this and she will only later, she will see why she needed this time, why she needed to go through this. And God cares, God sees your heart, he sees your struggles and your tears, but he knows what he's doing in, our, in your life, in your heart. And you know this mindset that he will trust in God no matter what, and you know, you just feel so much lighter, you feel so many heavy burdens and weights falling off your shoulders. And you start seeing everywhere, you start seeing God's hand, God's miracles. You become more sensitive to God. You know, um, well, even if somebody brings you a little gift or somebody says a word, 
and you don't see that it's done by the human you see that it was God who worked through that person to, to show and remind you that of his love of how he much he knows and cares for us when we fully trust in him and give away into his hands everything he just shows how much he provides and cares and adds because he knows what we need whatever you do be grateful look into situations for God's vision for God's eyes his perspective stop trying to change um, everything and control everything control other people I want to just end with this uh, little story. We had this young uh, married couple. I was looking into the man and like how God did more in one year. He did more in his year than in the rest of his life. We were sharing about the right choices and mindset they made. And from that point, how God simply, you release his work in you even more. And God, we I pray for those people who today feel disappointed, who feel uh, in regret, who feel anger at you, and maybe you still haven't received what you hoped for. Maybe you hardened your heart may be turned into a cold stone and you hold anger against God. And I know that because you gave us this free will, you're not gonna magically bring us back to you by, uh, by by force uh, you just gently remind us of your love you remind us that you love us that you care for us that you provide you gently encourage us to come back to you I pray that we come to this mindset this point that we can honestly from the heart say to God that you're enough for me God I will do things with grateful hearts even if I don't get married even if I don't get that dream job 
even if I don't live in that mag in that dream house, my heart will be in a grateful, joyful position that this is where I need to be, this is what I need to do, and I have everything I need. Let our eyes see beyond that, see more than this world, see the spiritual reality. Through the perspective of heavenly kingdom, eternity, your love, let everything be put in the right place, in the right position. Please, God, we pray that we are able to give everything into your hands. Give away all our fears, anxieties, something we don't understand and can't explain. As we can say, God, you are enough. And you did not come to give me a new car. You came to save me from hell. To save me from from sin, that I am no longer a slave to sin, a slave to fear, a slave to darkness, that I am no longer tormented by these fears and lusts that burn inside of us. I thank you, God, for. Um, renewal, a new hope, a new desire that you put into our hearts, desire for you, desire for your spirit, desire for your truth. That I am aligned with you, God, and we see the same way we look the same direction you fix your vision on god and nothing can put you off the track put you off bring you down nothing i thank you god for your mercy and your love for us in the name of jesus christ amen I'm not sure what the worship team had prepared to sing, but I want to, this song comes to my heart that only one thing is needed to be with you, God, to be close to you and reconnect heart to heart. Have that communion, have that relationship with you, God, in your presence. You came, you resurrected me to life. You give us life that is true and real. Abundant life, Jesus gives. Never forget. Jesus is enough. Just say if you feel in your heart if, if it comes um rises from within 
from your hearts to say that, just like I said many years ago, that God, you are good. I proclaim, I believe you are good. Even though I don't feel it, even though circumstances show differently, I believe that you are God, you are good, you are in control. I thank you, God. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit.